Hey guys, Pastor Jürgen here. I'm so glad you're tuning into one of our powerful messages that is guaranteed to absolutely elevate your life to another level. At Awaken, we only want to preach fresh, real, powerful to help you grow stronger in your walk with God, develop your faith so you can take more territory. I'm praying that God blesses you and enriches your soul as you listen to this amazing word from God. God bless you. You know, in my reading, my Bible reading plan yesterday, a verse jumped out at me. Romans 1:11 says, I long, this is the Apostle Paul, I long to see you that I may impart to you some spiritual gift to make you strong. That is that you and I may be mutually encouraged by each other's faith. And I thought about Boise as I was reading that because I was excited. Man, I long to be here to, to impart something. But you know what? There's, there's a mutual faith building. Come on. There's faith in the room. You guys feel faith in the room? I love that song earlier. Come on. Can you imagine? Can you imagine? I was thinking about that. Like, Actually, come on. We, we sing that quickly and move past it. But who's ready to dream about what God could do in our life, in our situation, in our city, in our church, with what God has put on your life? Come on. Dream this week. Dream this season. And 2023, dreaming and imagining and putting your faith towards what God can do. Amen. Um, now, I grew up in Minnesota originally, you know, so I understand the cold, and I still dress like this, but don't worry about it. Uh, I'm, now, I'm now California uh, in, in the, the ways of sunshine, not in the ways of value systems. Come on, somebody. And uh, just as a note, just as a note. And, um, but I grew up in a family uh, with big, a lot of kids. I'm one of six. I'm number two, second borns, obviously rule. And uh, so... One of six growing up, but my whole family, my wife and I have two kids. We really underperformed in the kid market compared to my brothers. Because if you're from like the Midwest or cold environments, you just make more kids. You know what I mean? And so all my brothers uh, and, and my sister, they have like minimum four going on ten. You know what I mean? Literally, my oldest brother has ten children on purpose. And uh, when he had his sixth kid... He had, they always said they want to have six, and I called him, like, congrats, you got six, you guys done. He goes, well, we're not going to try. I was like, good God, you look at your wife, she gets pregnant. <laughs> not going to try, you're going to have to do hard, better than that. He literally now has ten children. <laughs> so that's, that's the life my family grew up with. And we're not Mormons or Mennonites, <laughs> just good old-fashioned Christians, and uh, trying to take over the world one, one baby at a time. Come on, somebody. And if you think that's a joke, that's literally my brother's philosophy. The best way to evangelize the planet is to make Christians. Like literally, make them, birth them. Come on, somebody. Is that your word too? Uh, apparently, apparently there's no agreement though. You're going to have to, your wife is going to, she wasn't standing. She wasn't clapping. She, yeah, it's going to take both of you guys. Uh, do you guys have big families here in, uh, in this area? Come on, somebody. I knew it was amongst legends. But uh, for us, we have, we have two beautiful girls. They're now uh, 14 and 12, and uh, so we're entering fun and excitement. And uh, so the, uh, 
with with, uh, with my eldest when she was young, I remember praying this prayer because I, you know, as a as as an adult, as you journey through different seasons where you're discovering your passions, your skills, your calling, it can be a journey. It can be tough sometimes, right? When you're trying to, what is God's will? What is He trying to do? Where is He trying to take me? And sometimes it can be frustrating in that process. And so I remember when my daughter was young, kind of praying, God, just help me see in advance what her life is going to be so I can sort of help her. I want to see it. I want to I want to kind of uh, help guide her through this a little bit better. And God checked me on it. And not that God doesn't give you a word for your kids, but he checked me on it. He said, why would you deprive your daughter of the journey with me in discovering what I've called her to do? I was like, okay. Okay. I see you. You know, because if we're honest, the journey with God, the wrestle with God, the process of figuring out what God has called us to do is what pulls us close. It's what causes us to lean in. And, well, obviously God can give you insight. God is given us guardianship over our children to lead them, disciple them, develop them. He also said, listen, don't try to think you're going to shortcut the process for your kids that I actually want to walk with them in because that's what I want to see happen in their life. And the, the truth is we often want clarity, but God is primarily interested in close. Someone say close. Acts chapter 17, let me read this. I love these few verses. Verse 24, the God who made the world and everything in it is the Lord of heaven and earth and does not live in temples built by human hands. And he is not served by human hands as if he needed anything. Rather, he himself gives everyone life and breath and everything else. Powerful verses here. Verse 26, from one man he made all nations that they should inhabit the whole earth. And he marked out their appointed times in history and boundaries of their lands. Come on. He knew Boise. He marked it out. He has plans for this city, right? Listen to this. This is so powerful. Verse 27, God did this. So he's, he's giving us insight into why he had, has an advanced plan for humanity. God did this so that they would seek him and perhaps reach out for him and find him. Though he is not far from any one of us, for in him we live and move and have our being. Now, what, what a powerful few verses to give us insight into the heart of God. Because how many have ever thought like, man, life would be easier, God, if you just gave me a manual ahead of time. Come on, God, what, what's the next 10 years? What's the next 50 years of my life? God, tell me, you know, just why is this, why do you have to make it complicated? Because of our human tendency of God said, all right, here's the complete roadmap. Here's it all figured out. We'd be like, sick, see ya once the map runs out. And that's not God's heart. We want clarity. God wants close. God wants close. He wants us close. He wants us to be near him. He designed a plan ahead of time. He said, I got the plan. I know what, what I want for your life, but I did that so you would reach out and find me. 
God isn't playing hide-and-go-seek. It's not like a hide-and-go-seek game with God. It's just a reach-out game with God. He doesn't hide from us, but he invites us close. He invites us into this conversation, this journey of discovering what is God's plan. What is he trying to do in my life? And God's saying, hey, I got the plan. Don't freak out. Don't freak out. Just come close, right? Just come close. Matthew chapter 28. I lo- actually, I'm going to go to Acts 1. Uh, gives you another insight into this idea. So Jesus has died. He's rose from the dead. He's got his final huddles with the disciples, the apostles. He's getting ready to go. So final instructions, right? And they are, they're trying to figure out what's next, God. And he's been talking about his return. He's been talking about establishing the kingdom. He's got all this stuff going on. And, and, he, and the disciples are asking him, they say in verse 6, of Acts 1, then they gathered around him and asked him, Lord, are you at this time going to restore the kingdom to Israel? Verse 7, he said to them, it is not for you to know the times or the dates the Father has set by his own authority, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you and you'll be my witnesses in Judea or in Jerusalem, in Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. Here we are. Here we are today in fulfillment of this verse. But notice what he says. Listen, you may not have all the details you want, but you're going to have the power you need. Right? You may not have it all figured out, but I've got what you... He said, listen, the Holy Spirit is your partner, your comforter, your guide, right? Your advocate. And so he said, listen, you you may not have all the details. I'm not going to give you all the details yet, but I am going to be with you. I'm going to partner with you. I'm going to be close to you. And Jesus even says that very words, right? In his final moments as he's ascending uh, to the right hand of the Father, Matthew 28, iconic verses here. Then Jesus said to them, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go, make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son of the Holy Spirit and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you. Most important thing there, I am with you always to the very end of the age. A lot of times, man, we, we, need, we need more content from God. God wants connection. You know what I mean? Like, come on, God, tell me, show me this, that. God's saying, hey, come close. I want, he wants connection. We want clarity. He wants close. We want the destination. He wants dinner. He wants dinner. He wants dinner. And I like talking about food, honestly. That, that is a bit of an issue, especially if it slides into dessert. You know what I mean? Uh, do they have uh, uh, BJ's Brewhouse here, or is that just California? Do you have something that makes a pizookie? If you, if you have had one of those, it's like a warm cookie in a little pie tin with ice cream on it. It's amazing. It's amazing. It'll change your life. Telling you what. Okay, he wants dinner. That was just a sidetrack, not my notes. He wants relationship. Remember that classic, you know, that picture of Jesus standing outside the door knocking, right? And it comes from Revelation. He says, I stand at the door and knock. If you open the door, 
uh, I will come in. And sometimes we think of God as, you know, disconnected, but hey, he wants everyone saved, so he's knocking the door, handing out salvation cards, he's on to the next door. That's not what it says. If you open the door, I will come in and I will eat with you. That's, that's, a, that's, that's staying for dinner, right? You know, when someone comes over and you invite them for dinner, that's a commitment, especially in his era when he's, he's not talking about a 30-minute dinner, right? Those are like, you know, 100-course meals. If you've ever eaten in, like, uh, the, you know, in Israel or the Middle East or any European sort of countries where meals are a experience, they are a, a nighttime, you know what I mean? And uh, it's quite extensive, and God is wanting us close. Uh, we want his gifts, but first he wants your heart, right? If you have ever got yourself, because, uh, like, man, God gave us the spirit. He gives us power. We don't have to live being beat up by the enemy. We have power. We have authority. You can step out in the gifts of the spirit. But if, if all we're doing is, man, God, man, I want to I move in this. And I want to prophesy. I want the power. And I want to heal. And I want, and, but we, we, we miss the heart of God, then, then we missed it. Right, and Corinthians thirteen uh, teaches us that God wants us close. Let me let me read another scripture, Luke chapter ten, uh, verse eighteen. Uh, Jesus has just done some epic ministry. He's teamed up the guys. He sent them out to the cities. They've been doing epic stuff, casting out demons, healing the sick. It's pretty epic. I mean, they're they're stoked. And they come back. And it's like report time. It's men's prayer, God story time. You know what I mean? And uh, Luke 10, 18, Jesus says, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. So he's like saying like, hey, I saw what was going on out there when you guys were kicking butt, taking names. And verse 19, he says, I have given you authority to trample on snakes and scorpions to overcome all the power of the enemy. Nothing will harm you. Verse 20, however, however, do not rejoice at your, that the spirits submit to you, but rejoice that your names are written in heaven. It's a priority thing. He's saying what really matters is that you and me are close, that we're connected. Like Pastor Colin was saying earlier in the book of Miracles, one of the greatest messages that is told in this season is that we don't have to be distant from God anymore, that we don't have to be separated from our heavenly Father anymore. So God said to me about my daughter, don't rob her of that journey with me. Don't rob her of that process. You know, we, we can condemn the helicopter parent in more of the natural sense, right? It's like you're too safe, you're too nervous, you're too freaked out. I had, I had to deal with this because I have two girls, and if you have girls and boys, you know they're very different in raising them, right? And uh, one is just born crazier, you know what I mean? And uh, wilder, and they just have a desire to destroy things, jump off of things, harm themselves and others. And my girls are, 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 are fun and, and busy and all that, but they're girl busy, you know what I mean? And it's, it's different. I grew up with five boys in my family, and uh, except for the Robbins girls. But uh, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. They're wilding out. Do they have their own YouTube channel yet? I don't know, Like, but I love them. Uh, the, so the, um, one time I, I'm back visiting my family and all, of, many of my brothers have produced many male cubs. And so it's just chaos whenever we're back home. And I remember my brother one time, he's, he's a couple brothers younger than me. And I was like nervous because I'm used to girls like 
I don't know, making a bracelet or something fun. You know what I mean? Like uh, having fun, laughing, you know, playing a little bit. But nobody's on the edge of danger all the time. You know what I mean? And so I'm like, I'm like shaking. I'm like nervous. I'm like, ah, oh, you know, they're out in the backyard with the four-wheeler pulling kids, too many kids in a sled, like a deer hunting sled where you're like pulling the game back. And uh, I don't know what it's called, but anyways, it's, there's just uh, a million kids in this thing. They're whipping around with a four, four-wheeler or, or snowmobile, almost hitting all the trees in the backyard. I mean, just whipping, just cruising. And I'm like, ah, oh, God. Uh, and one of my brothers literally said to me, Samuel, I am, uh, I'm going to punch you in the face if you don't calm down. I was like, noted. You are right. And he is like one of my brothers who's 6'5". He got the extra growth genes. So I was like, yes, sir. But literally, he's like, Samuel, calm down. This is normal life. This is what boys do. And, uh, and uh, I was like, yeah, you're right. Wild at heart. I remember the book. It's great. Uh, so good. Uh, man, the, the fact that our names are written in the book, that that's what I should be most celebrating of. Not, not that you cast out a demon, and that's awesome. Not, the, the greatest thing we celebrate isn't that someone got healed and you laid your hands on them. That's amazing. The greatest thing, the most important thing, always, I'm close. And he's close to me. And that veil has been ripped. And now we got access. I mean, one of the things I love about, I love about that, those couple verses, literally some of my favorite verses in the whole Bible, is when Jesus gave up his, his last breath, it says, at that moment, the veil was ripped. Jesus, God wasn't like, let's wait for the weekend. You know, it's Sabbath, you know, so let's like hold off till Monday. You know what I mean? It wasn't like, okay, it's night, so first thing in the morning, veil's ripped, we're doing this thing. No, at the moment, at the moment, he didn't wait a second. As soon as the price had been paid, as soon as righteousness had been given, he was like, let me out my people. <laughs> it was less about us being able to get in and more about him getting out, right? And breaking out onto this planet in such a beautiful way. Okay, so he said, I want close. I want you close. It's literally the revelation of the Christmas season. Jesus will be called Emmanuel, which means God with us. There's a message from start to finish in the Bible is that God wants to be close to you. He can't, he, he can't even handle it. As soon as Adam and Eve sinned and there's separation, from that moment the plan gets instituted. Instantly he sacrifices an animal and takes the skin of the animal to cover the nakedness of Adam and Eve, giving them a, a prophetic future picture, thousands of years in the making, that there would be a lamb one day that would cover our sin and bring us close to him again. I, God, God didn't wait a moment to enact the plan to bring us close again. Man, if you feel far away from God this morning, guess what? He wants you close. And you don't have to earn it. You don't have to try to like, okay, as soon as I get myself cleaned up, as soon as I, you know, stop cussing, as soon as I stop doing whatever, you know what I mean? 
Uh, as, soon, as soon as I get my life together or I get my marriage dialed or I get my kids worked out or I get my what? It's none of that. None of that. God wants you close now and you have access through Jesus right now. He invites us close. I love it. But here's the deal. Here's what close produces. Well, well, we want oftentimes clarity. God's priority is close. Let me just give you a few things real quick before I have the band come up and I, w- I want us to pray together. Close produces a lot of things, though. Close produces identity. Right? And my identity is so central to who I am in life. The closer I am to my father, the more confident I live out my life. He's constantly saying, hey, you're my people. I'm your God. He, he would keep reinforcing who he was to them. When they were close, they felt that. They, they realized that. You know, with, with my dad, I, I'm thankful that I had an amazing natural father that showcased the love of God to me. But, you know, and I love, like, pumping people up. Man, you're amazing. You're a legend. You're awesome. But, you know, my dad didn't necessarily do that to me growing up. But what he often reminded me was, hey, Samuel, you're my son. I love you. That's the most important thing he did for me. Not necessarily like, you're going to change the world. I found out that passion with me and God all by myself. I'm like, I'm going to change the world. I literally was like, history books will be written, and I'm going to be in it. You know, like, since I was like 10, I've been about that, you know. And God had to be like, well, also, it's about me, not you. And uh, I was like, good point, good point, noted. (laughs) But my dad didn't have to reinforce how amazing I was. He just had to remind me whose I was. And that identity is what shapes everything I do today. It's why I can walk in confidence. It's why I can have my ankles out in Boise in the middle of winter. That's confidence. Some would say stupidity. But I, it's confidence. Trust me. All right. Another thing, though, that closeness does produce is clarity. Even though clarity is not the, pri- the priority, closeness is, but closeness produces clarity. One of the verses that my mom would speak over me often was Isaiah 30, 21. Whether you turn to the right or to the left, your ears will hear a voice behind you saying, this is the way, walk in it. You got, when you get close to God, you start hearing clear, clearer. You start getting clarity about what's next. Another thing that closeness produces stability. Right? If, if everything in life is freaking you out all the time, no judgment, but that just means you're, you're staying too distant from the heart of God. Because the closer you are to the heart of God and to the voice of God and your heavenly Father, when, when the world is shaking, you don't have to. You don't have to freak out. I mean, we got an election year coming up. It could get weird. <laughs> Weirder. Weirder. Good God, I had a layover in Portland. I was like, I forgot how weird they were. But also, they make incredible coffee. (laughs) One of the best cups of coffee I've had in years was literally at the the Portland airport. You know what I mean? It's like normally airport coffee is the worst. And uh, and Portland, bless their heart. Come on, God. Redeem, Redeem Oregon. Redeem Washington. Come on. Because how many know when you're flying into the Northwest and you got snow-capped mountains and the evergreen trees 
and not pollution. I mean, it's just, it's amazing. This is a beautiful land. It's a blessed land. It's, it's, God's, it's God's country. This is, the hand of God is here. And, uh, and we're, we're here to take it back in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Uh, the, the closest with God produces power as well, right? When, when the Spirit comes on, you receive power. You don't have to get, be powerless as a believer. When you're close to God, you operate in greater power and authority. Uh, closest to God provides protection, right? Stay in the house. Stay planted. Stay close, right? Those, those closeness elements provide protection. Another thing that is so coveted in our hour right now is that closeness pro- produces peace. Man, how many need some more peace in your life? <laughs> Come on, somebody. How many know that the world right now needs some peace? We need a little peace on earth, right? And that's the message of the coming of the king, right? Peace on earth, goodwill toward men, right? Peace. But the greatest thing that produces peace, peace is not outside in, it's inside out. Right, I, if you're like, man, I, I got to get peace. Okay, I, I got to, as soon as, you know, the, the remodel is done or as soon as I level up in this area of business or as soon as I get this done or, or once this gets worked out or once our marriage or once our finances or once our health, that, that, that doesn't do it. As soon as you get to that new level, there's, you're, you're, peace ain't at that new level. Peace is not produced in that way. Peace is an overflow. It's a, it's a fruit of the Spirit. It's a fruit of the Spirit. Peace comes from closeness with God. Peace comes when I lean in. Peace comes when I can, you know, be in this place where it's God, you're worthy of it all. In a moment, I'm going to have the team sing that song again. I don't know about you, but I want to be close. I want to be close to God. I, I, I don't want to live distant. You know, one of the, the saddest portions of Scripture is when God finally delivers his people. They come out of Egypt. They come to the mountain where they're there to worship God and have this beautiful moment. And God shows up in power, and the people are like, whoa, hey. They back up. Hey, Moses, how about you talk? And we'll just stand back here. And God's like, wow. That's not, that wasn't his plan. That, was, that wasn't the desire of God. He said, I'm, I'm redeeming, I'm rescuing you out of that so that we can be together, so there can be fellowship, so there can be closeness. And they, they stood back. God wants you close. Can, can you get into heaven because of faith in Jesus Christ and kind of live a distant life from God your, your whole life in some ways? Yeah, probably, because his grace is good and his, his mercy is good. But why would you want to? <laughs> why would you settle for that? Why would you settle for a religious form of Christianity, where you come in, you check the box. You know, even a church as great as Awaken, if if you don't make a decision that when you come in this place, that you're actually going to be here for all of worship. No offense, or, or you know, no, you know, if you got a little late today, if you're here and you got kids, that's already a miracle. You know what I mean? You made it out of the house. You made it out of the house. You know, everyone's got shoes on. You know what I mean? Not everyone has socks. You know what I mean? But ah. Uh, but in, in, this, in this environment, man, you go, I'm being at all of worship. i got to be there for the downbeat because I just want to be in his presence. I want to I be close to God. I want this thing to be real. I want an authentic encounter with the goodness of God in my life. You know, when we're singing, he's got good plans for me, 
Oh, man, don't let that just be a song. That, that should pierce your heart in such a beautiful way. Why does he have good plants? Because he's a good father. He's a good God. He's a good father. Good fathers have good plants. So the best thing you can do to get a hold of those good plants is to spend time and get close to your good father. That's where the good plants come from. That's where the favor flows. That's where the goodness of God flows. Amen. Why don't you all stand with me to your feet? Thank you, Jesus. In a moment, I'm going to have the team uh, just lead us in that. You're worthy of it all. There's something about honoring God in that way and, and worshiping Him and talking about His His holiness and His goodness and His His just exalting the name of Jesus. There's something about that that just ushers in the presence of God in such a beautiful way. And I want to just invite literally everyone in the room if you want to. You don't, you don't, no one's forcing you to come forward. But I, I just, for the next few moments, well, I, I want to pray with all of us. But I want us to not, not just come up to get prayer from me. I actually want you to come up for a moment and just get close to God. And you're like, I, I can do that in my seat. Yeah. Yeah, you, you can. There's something, though, about taking a step out of an aisle and, and make it, maybe you've never done this before, but if you're newer to, to Awaken, we like the altar. <laughs> We're kind of a fan of it. That's really what we call our buildings. They're not buildings, they're altars, right? Well, I love it because I just, I want to be where God's at. It was one of the simple prayers I prayed as a kid and still do, Jesus, I want to know you more. Just simple. Just little. I want to be close to you, God. One of my favorite scriptures. I don't, I don't know why I didn't include in this. All right, James 4.8. Come close to God. He'll come close to you. How good is that? So as our team begins to lead us in this, you're worthy of it all. If if you're in the room here this morning, you say, Man, I just want to get close to God. I want to lean in and just get a touch from heaven this morning. Maybe it's been a while since you felt it. Maybe you just need to hear God's voice. Because I want to invite you to come out of your seats. Let's pack this altar. Let's fill this place up. Let's worship together. Again, maybe you've never done this. This could be a great moment to step out of the comfort zone a little bit. Come forward. Lift up your hands. Begin to worship. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Come forward. Stand. You can kneel. You can, whatever you're feeling right now, just begin to worship. Just get close to God. Just get close to God. church sing that out
Come on, lift up the name of Jesus. feel the presence of God. Jesus, we exalt you. We give you honor in this place. We give you glory in this place. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Jesus. I'm just going to pray for a couple of people. Father, in the name of Jesus, declare your goodness right now. I declare your goodness right now. I just see God giving direction. We're talking about clarity and close. I know there's been things. Been, I see a street sign that's, that's giving guidance and direction. He's leading you. Trust him. He's got you. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Now, I even see like the enemy has tried to confuse the road sign. You know, like turning it, mixing it up, confusing it. And I just see God giving specific he's settling your heart and you've been looking up for the road sign and God's actually saying just don't stop looking at those signs and look to look to me thank you Holy Spirit for your goodness thank you Jesus let freedom come let joy come Literally, uh, God doesn't ever show me pictures of rollerblades, so I'll just say it. I did be, it because it represents like joy, like that childhood, like just sending it, you know, like having fun, laughter returning in Jesus' name. Thank you, God, that you speak to us, that you guide us. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Right now, in the name of Jesus, thank you for your touch. Thank you for your presence. I just see God giving you some new songs, some new connection to the heart of God in this, like, new worship. You know, like when a guitar player has, like, that kipo or capo or whatever that they clamp on, and it changes the whole, like, octave or what? I don't know. I'm not a musician. It does something to the guitar. And it's like I see God doing some things that you're like, man, I, I can't play that. I can't do that. I can't. And God's like, no, I'm about to adjust some things that actually cause you to, uh, to release a different sound than you've ever had, a different voice, a different melody from your heart, a different sense of the presence of God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. He's close. I like to say it like this, the king is in the room. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, he's healing right now. He's restoring right now. He's breathing life. Come on, the area of your heart you thought was going to be dead forever. No, no, he's, he's breathing life into that area right now. 
Thank you, Holy Spirit. Wow, what an amazing word. I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. Hey, listen, for more information about our church, go to www.awakenchurch.com or subscribe to our YouTube channel if you haven't already and download our app. It is amazing. It is chock full of incredible messages, information about upcoming events, and you can even support our ministry if you feel so inclined. We loved having you with us today. We look forward to seeing you again. God bless you. Live a life that is transformative. Bye for now.